Thank you. Amen. Bless you. Amen, Sister Carolyn. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say she probably had a pretty good Thanksgiving then. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 He won't sit there right there. Well, I wanted to make a little announcement for Sing this morning. You know, we've got um, Christmas coming up, Christmas holiday, and um, I would like to do a little program with all the kids. So, um, for the next few Saturdays, um, if we can meet here at the church and just practice a little, a little short play, nothing very long, um, but I'd like to have all of them involved in some way, yeah. whether it be reading the Bible verse yeah. or helping us sing the song. Amen. Um, but I'm going <laughs> to tell the story of Jesus. I'll read the story. You want to do it? So Titus, Titus, Thomas is going to do it. He's going to help, aren't you? Yeah. So he'll be here. He'll practice. Um, but um, we'll do a little skit. Um, we'll read the story of uh, proclaiming the story of Jesus. Um, and we'll have some songs uh, in between the readings. We'll read some. Um, for the older kids, I would love, I have several Bible verses, I would love for them to read a verse. Good. So uh, it's not just for the little kids, it's for all the kids. Good. Anyone that wants to get involved, if you want to read a verse, um, just let me know or come, come on Saturday. Um, when we practice, um, I'll try to get with everybody at your church to see what would be a good time. Um, to practice, maybe an hour for the next few Saturdays. Um, just come and practice. Um, uh, you don't want to stay too long. They kind of get wore out after after an hour or so. Um, but an hour will be plenty of time. Like I said, it's nothing nothing big. Um, this there will be little skits um, that they can all join in. Um, there will be songs that they can sing. So that's why I wanted to start doing it the next few Saturdays so the little ones like Thomas here can learn the song before we get yeah. ready to do the skit. Amen. He wanted to stand up there by you. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Sing, yes. I think he's ready to sing. Are you going to sing? You want to sing Jesus Loves Me? You want to sing Jesus Loves Me? Okay. You want a microphone? Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. He does. Is that thing working? Yeah. Good. Does anybody else want to come up and help Thomas sing Jesus Let's Come on up. Come on. All right. Yeah. Hallelujah. I like to do <laughs> Bless the Lord. Thomas likes all of the help we can get. Are we ready? Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes. For the Bible tells me so. Yes. Little ones do you belong? Woo! Hey. 
singing amen I like Thomas and them uh, backups he had there Abby and Lucy singing Jesus loves me and I like this song about the, the lighthouse and I like singing I just can't sing amen I thank God for those that can sing if you can sing I want you to sing and Eric told me he thought he sung too many I said you sing as many as you want but it won't bother me a bit amen Man, I tell you, I kind of a little jealous. I got a song in my heart. That's as far as I can get it. Amen. amen. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, I did. As a matter of fact, I had too much Thanksgiving dinner. I'm still feeling the effects of it. Amen. If I gobble any while I'm preaching, you'll know why. I like the idea that Arita's got about having to play with the little ones. I think we need to instill in their heart every opportunity we have. Uh, to get them uh, involved in anything to do with Jesus. Amen. Amen. This world's trying to steer them in the wrong direction. And uh, the world's never going to let up. And I hope and pray to God we never let up neither. Uh, I would say uh, back there in the Sunday school lesson would be a good time to go over some things too. Yeah, I thank God for our little ones. We need them. Uh, most of us Ain't going to be around much longer, if you know what I mean. Donnie, he done turned 60. 
I'm fixing to turn 70 to some of y'all that's young. To some of y'all it may seem old. <laughs> but we're not getting no younger, amen. amen. And Christmas is just around the corner. This is November 26th. It's less than a month till it'll be uh, when we celebrate the Lord's birth. I don't put such a big emphasis on the fact December 25th. I do put emphasis on the fact I want to celebrate His birth. Uh, them, uh, <clears throat> them shepherds, they wanted to come see what had been told them. And they did find that babe lying in a manger. And uh, they went on their way rejoicing. And you know, shepherds were so uh, looked down on, they weren't even allowed to vote. I mean, they was just the least, there's nothing of a nothing. And God chose shepherds to go make the announcement of the Lord's birth there in Jerusalem. And just a lot of things God uses. I'm thinking about a lot of times God uses me. I say, Lord, who am I? But uh, God looks for people He can use. Brother Donnie asked me if he could read the Scriptures. And uh, Sunday school, I said, absolutely. He read the Scriptures this morning. And I come behind him expounded upon them. But I'm okay with anybody who wants to participate. If you want to read the Scripture, you read it. If you want to teach Hey, I'll help you. I'll tell you right now, I'm here to help you. That's what I'm here for. Amen. And I've been around. I've you, really been blessed being a strong, fundamental church, Bethel Baptist Church, and they, they schooled me good, taught me a lot of things that are still with me today, things that uh, most churches don't have. And I, I thank God for my pastor, very, uh, very disciplined man, uh, taught me a lot by example, and and with the Bible and stuff like that. But uh, all of us, we, we need to remember, buddy, we're still in school. One of these days we'll graduate. Till we graduate, uh, well, here we are. Amen. Uh, we're here for the Word of God. <clears throat> we're here for the things of God. And if the Lord shows up, we're leaving out with Him. Amen. I'm kind of like old John. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We'll take our text today. Uh, good to see Sister Carolyn back with us. Amen. And Sister Bonnie. Yeah. I called her this morning. She's doing very well. And uh, she said it won't be long. She'll be here too. And I like I like good news. Carolyn said she's coming this morning. And I have to admit, I ain't going to say I was skeptical, but I have to admit I wasn't on board to believe it. I sent her come around the corner. Jerry wheeled her right in here. Amen. And I praise God for that. You know, we might get down. We don't need to stay down. Somebody said you can't keep a good man down. Right. And uh, you know, I, I have to admit, I fell a million times, but I always got up. Amen. But I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, we ought to all have a happy Thanksgiving. Just being, just being born in America, or living in America, having to make your Thanksgiving right off the bat, to have you know, the privilege to worship uh, freely. To have rights, you know, our Constitution, I know they're undermining it, trying to figure out a way to go around it, but y'all know this? Every politician has to swear to uphold the Constitution. They don't do it, but they have to take an oath that they'll uphold the Constitution. Here's an example of what I'm saying right there. That uh, January the 6th farce up there. Uh, Article 6 of the amendments of the Constitution says that you're entitled to a speedy trial and you'll be awarded a, you know, representation and you'll have an opportunity to be confronted by your, con your, con uh, your accusers in a court of law 
They weren't allowed to know that. They stood and put them in jail. Some of them didn't do nothing. And the videos that they've released prove they didn't do nothing. This thing is kind of coming out, if you know what I mean. I noticed this week they had a thing about uh, George Floyd. And it intrigued me enough. I went and watched a movie. You can watch it yourself on the internet. It's called The Fall of Minnesota. And it's kind of disheartened to see how much they lied to do what they did to Minnesota. I mean, they just told lie after lie after lie. Uh, it wasn't disinformation. It wasn't misinformation. They just outright lied about George Floyd. The autopsy said he died of fentanyl OD. OD means overdose. And fentanyl 11, whatever that 11 means, I don't know. But that's what killed George Floyd. But you got a man in prison now. It's as innocent as I am. He really didn't do nothing but his job. Matter of fact, they're trained to actually put their knee on the neck of a, you know, someone's resisting. They're trained to do that. He would just fall and it's called MRI or something like that. Uh, what they do to, to apprehend people that won't, you know, cooperate, want to wanna, uh, help them, you know, to, to be nice. They'll resist arrest. He was just doing what he'd been trained to do. All of them were. They're all in jail now. Just tell anybody. Uh, I wouldn't have got everybody would speak truth. Amen. All right. Uh, we'll get off of that. Uh, we're in Romans chapter number 2. I said 3. We'll go back to chapter number 2. And we're going to read 8 verses there. Starting in verse number 1. Romans chapter 2. Starting in uh, verse 1. says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, Old man, and I am an old man. <laughs> I'll tell you, boy, I realize that more every day. Oh my. Good days are gone, Brother James. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, old man, whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doeth the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of His goodness, and forbearance, long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and infinite heart treasureth up unto thyself, Wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who shall render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient, continual, and well doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. We'll stop our reading right there and I'm preaching today on the inexcusable sin and I need your prayers today Father we thank you for the word of God and Lord we thank you Lord that it's always Lord up to date and Lord we pray dear God today you bless your preaching of your word thank you for the good singing thank you Lord for so many that are here today so many Lord that are here this message uh, Lord by way of the internet by way of the live stream uh, Lord, we just ask, Lord, for your help. Ask for your blessings. Thank you for this little church, Lord. Thank you for these people, Lord. Help us to be a blessing. Help us, Lord, to be ornaments of praise and jewels 
for your crown. Lord, we know you're the potter. We're just the clay. We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, I'm preaching today on the inexcusable sin. And Adonis' favorite word is that whosoever, uh, that's Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and I am saved. Amen. But in verse number 1, this is the other side of whosoever there. Whosoever thou art. And uh, we're, we're talking about an inexcusable sin. In other words, it ought not be there. Uh, you know, I have to admit, I've been forgiven of so much. Amen. I can't see no wrong in nobody. Amen. Man, I got to go free and I'm the guiltiest of the guilty. Amen. I never will forget, sir, the day I kneeled down and I was just so condemned, so convicted, so guilty. And it's for sure a relief for the Lord to tell me I could go in peace. Amen. And that peace I've had now for 35 years. And I thank God for it. But before, I could not only find fault in you, buddy, I could make it hard on you. I'll tell you, I knew how to, I knew how to make them words count. You know, I had them fiery darts. I had that strong contention. I could confront you in front of others and be little you, make you feel uncomfortable. And a lot of them didn't leave. I seen one of the guys I worked with at, uh, at uh, Sam's down in Bowling Green this week. Took me a minute to realize who he was. He gained a little weight, but it was Kurt Nunn. He used to be on my crew. He's the ones on my crew that they hit the press with a hammer and took God's name in vain. Dropped the hammer and fell down in front of all of them and asked God to forgive me. I hadn't been saved long. And I still had a little bit of the old man. You know what I mean? But anyway, I expect them all to horse laugh me, but they all had, had respect for me. Kirk got saved. Uh, his wife, Karen, rededicated her life. You know, sometimes uh, I picked up that boy on the side of the road, Shannon. Uh, he just got out of jail and Boy, I didn't realize just how much of a mess he was till I met his wife, Kathy. And uh, I took him to his house there in Austin. Would have, if I hadn't picked him up, he'd had to walk like 20-some miles. I uh, took him down there uh, to his house down in Austin. His wife come out, his wife for 23 years. She was coming to me and she didn't hold back. She said he's got a problem with meth. He? She said he'd already told me he had a problem with drinking, but he didn't mention nothing about the, the meth. And I told her, I said, don't, don't give up on him. Pray for him. She wasn't really wanting to do that. We ain't really got no choice. We're all in the same boat. I'm just telling you. I ain't got a halo. I wish I did, but I don't. I've got more horns than I've got anything. And I can't help it. I mean, that's just the way we are. We was born in sin. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. When he disadmitted, quit denying it. Amen. But uh, this is what we're preaching about today. Jesus simplified it in Matthew chapter number 7. And you might have turned there, and that way you'll get it by the eye gate and the ear gate. But in Matthew chapter 7, the Lord simplified it there in one, one verse. Judge not that you be not judged. Yeah. And uh, you know, He put that pretty clear there. Yeah. Uh, well, that's true, Brother Mitchell. I don't want to be judged because, be honest with you, I ain't really got nothing to boast of. My boast is in the Lord Jesus. He's my advocate. He's my justification. He's my righteousness. He's my king. He's my savior, my shepherd. But you see, all of us are sometimes quick to judge. And uh, like I said, judgment's something 
You shouldn't do, and you don't have to. Right. You have to judge. If you didn't judge, you love a you know, pedophile babysit your children. you got to pass judgment or you'll find out there's a price to pay for not using good judgment. In other words, don't go some places because, you know, uh, I heard, and I can't even remember who I heard it from, but uh, help me out here, Lord. I'm trying to remember where I heard this from. I think it was at Bethel. I believe my pastor mentioned it. There was a preacher that was kind of bold. I can't remember his name. But uh, he went into ballrooms and uh, honky-talks and went there preaching. That worked pretty good for a little while, James. It wasn't too long. He, too long he ran off of one of them and he got caught, got put in jail. And he, his testimony was, I knew better. And the Bible tells us to abstain from all appearance of evil. It says, come out from among them and be not separate. There's some places I can't go. There's some things I don't need to do. This is just cornbread preaching. If you'll listen this morning, I'll help you. There's some things I don't need to do. I don't need to judge Patrick. I don't need to judge Eric. I need to judge this and I've been forgiven. And if God could forgive me, I should be able to forgive anybody of anything. Amen. But when the Lord said, Judge not, here in Matthew chapter 7, He said, Why not to judge? Judge not that ye be not judged. I, I've done been judged. I don't want to be judged again. And you know what? I'm glad I made it through that first judgment. I just pleaded guilty and got forgiveness, got saved. But verse 2, the Lord says, For with what judgment? Now, you know, if you are going to judge, judge in mercy. Lord, help them. Uh, Lord, forgive them. You know, judge in mercy. If you are going to judge, don't let it be a harsh judgment. Let it be with compassion. That's right. I remember me and my pastor one time, Brother Mitchell, a young girl, she got saved, Patty. And she was on fire, sir. And she got to miss it. My pastor got mad. Want me to go with him? We went over there. We was going to pay her a visit, Brother Eric. When we got there, we could hear the screaming. We could hear the cussing. We could hear the furniture breaking. And she came to the door in tears and said, I'm sorry. And we wept. You see, we didn't know what she was. She was in a living hell. And even with Christ, just really everything but respected. You see, you never know what somebody else is going through. You never know what they're having to deal with. We all think everybody's got made like we do. You know, we get up when we want to. We do what we want to. Uh, you know, we don't get a beating every day. And here she comes to the door and she's crying. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wanted to come. I just can't get away. I, I mean, you know, she was in bondage there. So here the Lord says, For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. So be careful with your judgment. Amen. Let it be in mercy. Just say, Lord, forgive them. Lord, help them. Lord, uh, you know, uh, pray for them. For what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. That's why it's, you got to be careful when it comes to judgment. I, I do give judgment. I do. But it's honest judgment. I don't. I, I wait a long time before I give any. But when I do give judgment, I try to be honest about it. And I try to be reasonable about it. 
I mean, I have to judge my wife every now and then. I duck right out the door, amen. <laughs> I tell her she's wrong. It's time to make a quick escape, amen. Run for your life. But she judges me all the time. I told her in Sunday school this morning, my wife, she goes to Holiness Church. And she said, <laughs> already to be honest with you, you have been well with them according to knowledge. There's more than that than i ever realized. But she said, I'm not like you. I don't sin. I said, honey, you need to read your Bible. But First John chapter one says that we say we have no sin. Uh, we make him a liar, and, and you know what? This truth's not in us, and we're all sinners, some more so than others. But all of sin comes short of the glory of God. I mean, there's just no missing it here. But uh, here, you know, she judged me as a sinner, and I am. I'm a saved sinner, and I still make mistakes, and you do too. And you might well say, "Amen," right there, brother Eddie. Says, "For what measure you meet." In other words. The measure of judgment you pour out will come back to you. It's kind of like a ripple. It goes out there and it comes back. It says, And why beholdest thou the mote that's in thy brother's eye? But considereth not the beam that's in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold the beam that's in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of our brother's eye. That's just simple logic. Be careful when it comes to judgment because you don't want to be brought into judgment. I'll tell you right now, best thing you can do, just say, Lord, help them. Lord, forgive them. Keep on trucking. But uh, here, uh, when we get right with God, and I did, I did. When we get right with God, others appear right to us. I had to go to Lesbury Building Supply and apologize to a woman there for giving her a cussing. I had to go to Park Avenue Furniture and apologize to a preacher there. I was mean. And I bragged to him about how drunk I was going to get when I got home. I just wanted to see him tear up. Just, you know, when you're an awful sinner, you do awful things. That's right. I gave a woman lesson there as a cussing. And Brother Mitchell, honestly, I didn't know I even done it. My cousin was with me, my cousin Barry Ford. We got out there in the parking lot that left space. He said, I can't believe you cussed that woman. I said, I never cussed her out. He said, I was standing right beside you. And that's kind of the way, you know, until you get your eyes open, that you see, you know, how you're not as righteous as you think you are. I actually didn't think I did, but when I got saved, I wanted to make it right. I went to her and said, I'm sorry for giving you that cussing that day. She said, son, you're forgiven the day you're here. But thank you for coming back. I told her I got saved. I said, I'm sorry. When you get right, you'll want to make other things right. right. And listen, we're in the same boat. All of us are. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 23 uh, tells, you know, all of sin and come short of glory of God. But not only are we all in the same boat, but we're all not fit to judge. And uh, you can see that pretty good right there. In Romans chapter 10 verse number 10 through 12 there's none righteous, no not one, none seeketh after God, none doeth good, no not God. We're all, we're all just sinners. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen? We're not fit to judge. And since we're all sinners and not fit to judge uh, anyone, we should be just thankful instead of judgmental. That's right. And uh, that'd be a good place to say amen, Brother Eddie. When Jesus was trying to help Peter understand forgiveness in Matthew chapter 18, uh, you know, Jesus here, you know, having to deal with Peter and uh, dealing with us, 
Peter said, How often shall I forgive my brother uh, that sins against me? And I guess all of us want to know how many times we got to so we won't overdo it here. But uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. That's a good Baptist number there. You know, seven times be done with it. But Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven, which is four hundred and ninety times. He said, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. But forasmuch as he had not to pay his Lord commanded, him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him saying, Lord have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now remember Jesus is giving this parable to Peter to help him understand forgiveness. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying pay me that thou owest and his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying have patience with me I will pay thee all and he would not but when he cast him into prison till he should pay that debt so when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee. That's a key word right there. Amen. I forgave you. You know, I've been forgiven. I'm going to tell you right now, but if God forgive me all that, I'd forgive anybody anything. Amen. He said, I forgave thee. And uh, he said, all that debt. Y'all wish somebody forgive my debt. Amen. I'm down. I'm my, one of my prayers is, Lord, forgive me. I'm such a fool. Mess, got a mess. And uh, you know, I have to admit, God got me through this year. I still stand amazed. Amen. But the Lord here says, I forgave you all that debt. We're talking about sin debt here. Because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee, and his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. He said, So likewise shall my heavenly Father also, or do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. You know, I'm, I'm talking about the inexcusable sin. Right. Now, I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the unpardonable sin. That unpardonable sin is found in Matthew chapter number 12 verse 31 through 32. What that is, when Jesus done something, they said it was of the devil, it wasn't of God. And the Lord said that kind of blasphemy won't be forgiven. But this inexcusable sin, uh, it's just not be willing to forgive. Amen. And uh, the forgiveness of God is the kind of forgiveness we would all have. As we've been forgiven, we would forgive. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14 through 15. Now listen, this is trespasses. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forget yours. In other words, if somebody makes a mistake, hey, the best action is just forgive them. I don't even dwell there. I don't waste my time. My dad could bear a grudge. Him and his best friend 
Gerald Gwynn, best closer friends of me and Don are. Me and Don are good friends. But I'm talking about my dad and, and Gerald Gwynn. They were one and the same. Now my dad left my mother for another woman. He shouldn't have done that. He, he admitted he shouldn't have done it. But he did it. That's what we all are. We do things we know better. We do it. That's right. Well, Gerald Gwynn went and confronted my dad because he loved my dad and he loved my mother. They was, Gerald was like part of the family. And his wife, Pat, my dad didn't like it. And it gave my dad an early grave. exactly what it did. But it gave Gerald an early grave too. Both of them died. They needed each other. And uh, that's kind of the way things like this are. It takes toll on you. It leads you up like cancer. But I watched my dad. I watched him. I watched Gerald. I watched them both. Even my mother. I watched them all suffer. Yeah. Daddy wouldn't say I'm sorry. Gerald wouldn't reconcile with Dad. And they, you know, they all knew they needed to, but they didn't. And Gerald, he's in the ground. Dad's in the ground. Mom's in the ground. And that woman that Daddy left my mother for, she's still alive. Yeah. Ah. You hold up better off. There you go. Forgiveness is of God. One, one of the greatest things you can do. That's right. Me and my cousin Barry, we used to disagree quite a bit. Me and Donnie disagreed quite a bit. They may take a day or two. We do eventually make it right, don't we, Donnie? That's right. I don't know how many times he's called me. How many times I've called him. He just makes mistakes. You know, I may have said something the wrong way. Right. Maybe it went over the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I real hard to come down a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't mean to, but uh, I did. <laughs> come down real hard on it. I told him, I said, Donnie, I'm sorry. I love you, buddy. And, you know, I'm not married to Donnie, but I am married to Donnie. <laughs> she, I've come down on her. She's come down on me. But we all... Try to somehow find a place to say, hey, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Amen. My pastor, him and his wife, Sister Max Helen, he's like me, hard to say I'm sorry. And him and Max, he's having it out. Rick was trying to figure out some way to say I'm sorry without saying I'm sorry. So he took lipstick, I think it was lipstick, wrote on the mirror. Said I'm sorry. Walked out of the bathroom. His wife went in there. He heard her squalling in there. And she come out. She said I'm sorry too. And you know, sometimes it's 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 that easy. Yeah. That's right. It's so important to do. Right. Make it right. It's not worth going to the grave. That's right. It's not worth it. It really ain't. No. I mean, if you're gonna dwell there, right. uh, help yourself. I want to have a conscious boy of offense. I mean, yeah. you can accuse me of stuff, but one thing you can't accuse me of, and that's not loving you, praying for you. Amen. You can say what you want to about birthday, it runs off my back like water off a duck's back. Right. You can do whatever you want to, I'm still going to love you. I'm still doing my best to help you. I, by the way, I fixed uh, Sister Bonnie Sexton's pellet stove. I still can't believe I <laughs> I went over, I told her, I said, be something simple. I looked at it, and it wasn't something simple. Man, this thing had a keyboard. You know how I many technology and stuff. I went online, I Googled it, and it said, push it. Well, the keyboard they had was different than hers. But I still tried it, and it worked. Got it back going again. Anyway, fixed Carolyn's and them. Uh, they had a sink messed up there. It wouldn't shut off or something. I fixed it. Hey, I'll try. Brother James want me to look at his lawnmower. I'll do anything for anybody. Amen. Because right. the love of God's in my heart. Amen. If there's anything I can do. I fixed Sister Joanne's car. 
when the alternator went out, I really wasn't looking forward to doing that again. She found somebody else there. I say, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. That was Mission Impossible. Couldn't get my hand down there. My hands were kind of big and it wasn't room enough for cuss a cat in there. But he says here, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive yours. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, now listen here real good now. Remember we're talking about trespasses. We're talking about sin. Trespass. People make mistakes. That other church I pastored, I'm not kidding. My deacon had one of my members in the church by the throat with his head. I had to break him up in the church. He said, I wish I could be like you. I said, you can. Let it go. It's hot-headed. I used to be hot-headed. Ain't worth it. It really ain't. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Hired hired Gaskins, Mevin, Al, Mevin had Herod by the throat, Brother Jerry. In church, the back of the church. Had him by the throat. I'm talking about Eddie. Hand around his throat and had a fist go back, and I had to get him between them. I knew he wouldn't hit me. That shouldn't be. Now look, people make mistakes. And and listen, Herod did make a mistake. That's just not the way to handle it. You get what I'm saying? I mean, hey, there's a right way to do everything and there's a wrong way to do some things. But we're talking about trespasses. If ye forgive not men their trespasses, this is not optional, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. You cannot afford not to forgive. You're better off. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, pray about it. I'm telling you, one thing you can attribute Jesus, He came down here forgiven, healing, and, and casting out devils. He come down here, He put Himself in a loss for us. Yeah. It's just not worth it. His whole ministry is a ministry of love and forgiveness. You might want to remember that. Matthew chapter 16, verse 4. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. Your Bible says that you're to be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Why? Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty-two. Now, that's just my introduction. I got eight points here. I got to fall in real quick. It won't be long. We're inexcusable when we judge our fellow brothers and sisters, because when we do, we condemn ourselves. That's why it says. You know, that uh, you know, thou condemnest thyself there in verse number one. And uh, we're, we're no better now. It ain't like I can throw a rock. That's right. It ain't like you can throw one. We're all in the same category. We're not qualified to pick up a rock, much less throw it. And also, look at verse two. The judgment of God is sure. You, you're not going to get out. This is more sure than I am being here today. The judgment of God is sure. We are sure that the judgment of God according to truth against them that commits this thing. You're better off. Let it go. Let it go. Don't dwell there. Hey, I I get on my knees. My prayers now are over an hour. For every one of them start out with, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Deliver me even today from me from temptation. I don't even go nowhere in prayer until I get forgiven and ask for help. But here, uh, the judgment of God 
against our judgment is sure. And God will bring us into judgment if we don't forgive our brothers and sisters. Not only will your judgment be inexcusable, there in verse number 3, He says we won't escape God's judgment. You know, I'm not going to try to outrun a bullet, but I'll tell you one thing, I don't have to worry about a bullet if I'm right with God. I'm telling you, He'd be my shield. Amen? But the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6. We just can't afford not to forgive uh, our brothers and sisters are trespassers. That's as dangerous as ground. That's as dangerous ground as what Korah, Datham, and Abram were on in Numbers chapter 16 when the earth opened up, swallowed them up with their wives and their children standing beside them. You ain't got no ground stand on, is all I'm saying. They were standing on ground, but it wasn't their ground, and the earth opened up and swallowed them up, and people got on board real quick. That's right. Remember that God had mercy on you, verse number 4. Despiseth thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance, long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. God can forgive me. I can forgive you of anything. No matter what. And you need to remember that too. I've been forgiven. If you've been forgiven, you ought to have forgiveness in your heart towards others. Amen? Amen. Uh, Your heart, verse 5, if you notice there, after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself, laughed against the day of wrath and revelations, a revelation of the righteous judgment of God. God's the only one righteous enough to judge. But if you're harboring anger, here's what this is talking about in verse 5, after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself, wrath, can't afford it. Right. Amen. Can't afford it. I've been to the hospital. I've been to the nursing home. I was telling Donnie about a guy I worked with, BC Poland. Wife, Mary Poland. I went to school with Mary. BC and his friends over there all the lake. Having a big who dig? All kind of money. Him and her both worked at Donnie's rolling in the deep. Bought a big brand new houseboat, bought a big brand new bass boat. Bought a bunch of liquor and went to Del Hollow Lake. I've been around drunks. I've been one myself, Faith. Drunks want to do things they don't need to do. That's right. BC went out with his buddies out there in that big brand new bass boat and they parted around, fished around, and drunk around, but there the boat wouldn't start. Mm. Kind of strange, ain't it? Mm. Boat was brand new boat. Wouldn't stop. Now them on the houseboat, they's drunk, but they find up realize where's BC at? They said, we'll go find him. So he got that runabout, we're looking for BC, and he went in the battery down trying to start that boat, couldn't turn the lights on. They hit that boat dead center. That plow went right up BC, took one of his eyes out. Mm-hmm. I went to visit BC at the nursing home. My age coming. And I watched him look out the window with that one eye and tears running down it. Because he's sitting there knowing Eddie Wade was saved. Knowing Eddie Wade wasn't doing that stuff no more. He had regret because of the circumstances of doing what he did. BC, he gave me a hard way to go. And I didn't hold it against him. I, I just like him. Just old rough, rough center. But he gave me a hard way to go. And he laughed about God. 
laughed about going to church, laughed about reading the Bible. While he's in a nursing home phase, wife left him, took all of his money. I don't know if she's still alive or not. I don't even know if she's still alive. It's just not worth it. Just tell it now. It's just not worth it. BC, I feel so sorry for him. Wasn't nothing I could do. Here's a man like me, a good healthy man, sitting there looking at a window in a wheelchair, one eye gone, and the other one dripping tears because it didn't have to be that way. Mm. Oh my. Just let it go. Let it go. I wouldn't harbor that for nothing. Look at verse 6. Who, shall, who will render to every man according to his deeds? You don't want God to call you into judgment. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You might, you might lightly think about God bringing you into judgment. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 talks about God bringing you into judgment. I don't want to be there. I've already stood before Him guilty. I've already been forgiven. I want to stay just like I am. Hey, I want to stay a loving brother Eddie. Oh, loves everybody. Hey, prays for everybody. Hey, forgive. I don't care what they've done. I can forgive them. I had a guy steal some stuff me one time. I said, Lord, if he if he needed that bad, give it to him. Forgive him. Amen. It just ain't worth it. Nobody. It just ain't worth it. Mm. Verse 7. <coughs> Path of blessings and honor. To, to them, I hope you are one of these, who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. You know, don't go weary and well-doing. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia there. Verse 8, But to them that are contentious, don't be argumentative. It's just not worth it. Be honest with you. just not worth it. You can use your mouth. Two different ways. Bitter or sweet. High of life and death. Send a tongue. I've seen it. I've seen people crushed by a word that wasn't spoken right. I've seen them blush. I've seen them tear up because their feelings are hurt. I've seen them run out. Man come home from work, had a bad day, but Patrick and his little daughter met him at the door. He just took it all out on her. She's just gonna give him a hug. Boy, he'd had a bad day and he took it out on her. She just kept on going, went and jumped off a bridge. True story. Landed on a car and a woman in that car said, I'll never forget that beautiful little girl coming down off that bridge and landing on my car and died instantly. That man gotta live with that, Sarah. You see? Wait. We need to think about what we're doing. He didn't really think about it. He just took, I mean, she loved it. She was there at the door, going to give him a hug, and he had a bad day. Sometimes we do bring our bad days home. Hey, listen, leave it at work. Leave it at work. Don't bring it home. Mm. Oh, my. That price of contention is just not worth it. God says the people that provoke him to anger are the ones that say, now, this is what God says. God says the people that provoke him to anger are the ones that say, I'm holier than you. Isaiah 65, 
Don't dwell there. We're all in the same boat. Just a bunch of sinners saved by grace. Verse 6 says, I will recompense, even recompense to their bosom. Got to serve notice. You know what better off to be clothed with humility? A whole lot better off to be humble? A whole lot better be off to be of a loving, forgiving spirit? You'd be a whole lot better off. God will personally serve notice on unforgiveness. Can't afford it. It's not worth it. It's inexcusable. I don't care what your case is. You will be careful about the ground you stand on. Somebody told me when you point a finger at somebody, there's at least three pointing back at you. I guess that thumb maybe. I've seen it. My wife's all the time. I don't pull one back. I'll just shoot it off. Yeah, amen. Yeah. She's a little hothead. I love her. I love her enough to forgive her. I pray for her. I do. I pray for her. God will help her get rid of the ringing in her head. To get rid of that tendonitis, that pancreatitis, that gout, her foot dropsy. Uh, that it might restore her mobility. I pray for her. That's what you're supposed to do. Pray for her. Amen. It may not change, but at least you can say, I pray for you. Another thing you can say, I forgave you. That woman told me, she said, Son, I forgave you the day you was here. But she said, Thank you for coming back and telling me you got saved. Do not make mistakes. Don't make no mistake about forgiving people their trespasses. Don't make no mistake about critical judgment. Because I'm telling you, it's going to come back on you. Judge not that you be not judged. Right. It's quiet enough in here today. You can hear the floors and light bulbs. But listen, it's a serious message. We need to forgive. If we've been forgiven, we need to love one another, forgive one another, pray one for another, and forbear one another. When old brother Eddie's having a bad day, come up and pat him on the back and say, I'm praying for you, brother. Donnie's done that. All at once. Pray for you, brother. I've done him in a way. Four one another. Everybody has a bad day. Amen. Father, we thank you for the thought you've given us, Lord, today. We're Lord, we're just clay. Oh Lord. Worthless clay at that. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for dying for us, for forgiving us, for washing us and cleansing us. Help us, Lord, to do like you done for us. Lord, you said, Father, forgive them and they'll know what they do. What a prayer. What a great truth. Sometimes, Lord, we just don't know what we're doing. Help us, Lord, I pray, Lord, to be, uh, I guess our greatest attribute might be forgiveness. Lord, help us, I pray, that you said pray even for your enemies. Pray for them that use you and despite the users. Help us, Lord, I pray, to have the love of God abiding. Help us, Lord, I pray, to show this world the love of God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we could be a blessing, not a burden to your heart. Lord, I know you was grieved with that bunch in Genesis chapter 6. And Lord, may you not be grieved with us. Help us not to grieve your Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, I pray, to be more like you. Lord, that oh, any way might die a little more. Jesus might live a little more in this vessel. In Christ's name we ask it, Lord. Amen. 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 Get brother Eric, get us a song. Hey, brother. Yeah. Can you also remember my aunt? She's 
her fleshly body is on her deathbed right now. She's in she's in the hospice house, yeah. you know, and, and I know I know her time's limited, you know, but she's Oh, I'll pray real quick for Brother Donnie's aunt. Lord, we pray on behalf of Brother Donnie's aunt. Lord, I appreciate him making that request. Lord, that's what we need to do. We need to request prayer. And we need to pray, Lord, when we are asked. He said, if a brother asks you to go a mile, go with him too. We pray for that aunt. I pray you go to her right now, Lord, with healing in your wings. And go to her right now, Lord, with comfort and grace. And Lord, help her, Lord. We know her health is in terrible decline. And we pray for her. And I thank you for Brother Donnie. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray also for Brother Jarvis. Yes. Uh, Brother Jarvis Smith. Yes. I didn't know who I was praying for. Sister Sarah was telling me Wednesday night that she got saved under Brother Jarvis. Uh, Jarvis, I don't know if I got his name right or not, but well, I, I've been praying a whole lot more earnestly for him after I realized who I'm praying for. And I tell you, boy, put, put, a, put a name on it, put a face on it, pray. We're praying for Brother Jarvis. All right, Brother Aaron. I was Good. Praise the Lord. I like it. I asked the Lord to give him about 15 more years, and I got thinking we might not have 15 more years. 